0: Well, good evening tonight. We are here on Wednesday night, the 16th of February. And um, in this uh, service tonight, we are making up. Uh, we Last week, we said we had a uh, podcast number 28, or actually 29. And we had technical difficulties uh, with that. And because of that, we were unable to post a uh, podcast. Um, let me see if I can mute this uh, mic here. We were unable to post a uh, podcast number 29 so unfortunately, uh, we are going to do podcast number 29 tonight. Uh, this is a church service podcast. Uh, and so I put in the denotes uh, or I denote it, amen, as a church service. So those who follow our podcast on Spotify, uh, if they don't want to hear a sermon, uh, they don't have to look at that. If they want to watch something else like RVing, uh, it'll be uh, denoted in parentheses RV life. So then they go, okay, that's a podcast on RV, uh, Second Amendment, uh, other topics, the leadership, the the development, and stuff like that. So tonight, podcast number 29 on Spotify. Uh, Tonight is our midweek service for Wednesday, and uh, we are live tonight. Uh, I did not put uh, the worship service live tonight because uh, of copyright uh, infringements and so forth and so on. And so normally they'll block our... uh, audio like they did last week. That's what happened. Uh, they blocked our audio and uh, the whole sermon. You could see it, but you cannot hear it. So tonight, um, for the Wednesday, 16th day of February, we're going to be talking about, uh, as we exited out of uh, Valentine's Day, uh day before yesterday, we pray that you've had a blessed time. Tonight, I am having coffee. Come on, somebody. Um And uh, in having coffee, amen, uh, uh, I find myself less and less drinking coffee uh, because it was a major pastime for my wife and I, amen, to sit around, have coffee in the morning, uh, pray, uh, water each other with the word of God, uh, share and encourage each other uh, as we prepared to raise our family, lead our family, shepherd the congregation of God, the church and so forth and so on. And so in that, amen, it becomes uh, less uh, likely that I drink coffee because it is just me and God today, amen, talking about these items or these subjects. Uh, So uh, we find, amen, that love aspirates in many different uh, aspects of our lives. It's not just the one that you uh, uh, filial love or agape love, amen, or eros love, uh, because love has different languages, amen, according to the word of God. So tonight, we're going to look at it as it refers to our brethren. And so we're going to look at a famous portion of scripture tonight that deals with one of the uh, initial times, amen, where we find, amen, the discord uh, against humanity, against humanity. So in other words, humanity against itself. And so what better way as we now segue into uh, some freelance uh, sermons, amen, as we get ready to... Uh finish this month of February and sooner or later we'll get into March and eventually, amen, into Easter. Thanking Sister Penny and some of the sisters in the church for decorating. Uh, her cousin Diana was here, amen, and she was helping Sister Penny. So they've decorated, amen, already for Easter. And people are like, We're Easter already? Well, never too early to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? We did not de- decorate for Valentine's Day. Uh, and uh, we uh, are ready for Easter, amen. And we're already preparing, preparing, amen, for our Easter Sunday meal. And so we encourage you guys to come with the appetite, amen, not only for the word, but also for a time to get together to eat. Also, we're already in preparations for our sunrise service. Can you say amen? Now, today is a little different for me because I just got back from a road trip And uh, we got in super early this morning, amen. And uh, by the time I unpacked the RV and and got Joshua situated, amen, it was already early morning today. So uh, it was actually my night. So I went to sleep this morning and just got up really shortly uh, prior to tonight's, tonight's service. So it feels like a Sunday where you sleep Saturday night, amen. You wake up Sunday morning, you get ready and then you have church. Well, that's what I feel like right now, amen. And so tonight we're gonna look at a famous term that conjuncts us, amen, to uh, uh, what love is and how God began to look at this in the early ons of our initial uh, introduction to the word of God, Genesis uh, as the beginning of the Bible, amen. And with that, it's a statement that deals with the love, but also the care that we are called by God as we segue into understanding what we're here for and the purpose of why we're here, amen? It's the famous term, am I my brother's keeper? And we saw this, amen, with the two uh, first adolescents, amen, or the descendants of Adam and Eve, amen, in Genesis chapter 4, beginning in verses uh, 1 through verses 9. Listen to what the Bible says. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, their firstborn. And she said, I, I have given birth to a man with the help of Yahweh. Then she bore her second, or his brother Abel, her secondborn. Amen. And Abel became a keeper of sheep. And Cain became a tiller of the ground. So Cain was a grower of the ground. And Abel was a, uh, a keeper of the herd. Amen. Verse three. And in the course of time, Cain brought out an offering from the fruits of the ground to Yahweh. Verse 4, and Abel also brought an offering from the choices of firstlings of his flock. And Yahweh looked with favor to Abel and to his offering. But to Cain and to his offering, he did not look so favorable. And Cain became very angry and his face fell. So in other words, like a drooped, or depression or discouragement. In verse 6, the Bible says, and Yahweh said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your face fallen? If you do well, will I not accept you? But if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you. But you must rule over it. Listen to that. Sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you. But you must rule over it. Then Cain said to his brother Abel, let us go out into the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother and Abel, amen, and killed him. Verse 9. Then Yahweh said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Now I want you to understand this, amen, because, excuse me, real quickly into verse 10. Amen. The Bible says, and he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother, blood, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. I want you to understand this, amen, because it's very important that God already knew the, the, the state and the and, and the and the the predicament of Abel. Sometimes God wants us as well in our own self to acknowledge what's going on in our lives. I want to just focus on this real quick because it is in this that we find, amen, the, the crucials, amen, of this phrase, my brother's keeper. It occurs in the context of this story with Abel and Cain, Cain and Abel, amen, and the, and the onslaught of anger and jealousy of what's going on. But I want you to, to focus keenly on this. God wasn't dealing with the reference or even, in lack of better words, the preference of one brother over the other. This was not a favorable or favoritism act, amen, from God. It was not about, uh, amen, God looking uh, that he favored Abel and did not favor Cain or he loved one brother uh, uh, over the other brother or as a parent uh, uh, prefers one child over the other child. God looked at both of these children as equal and he loved them dearly the same. But it was within the actions of one brother That got favor from God or found the the favor of God, amen, and the actions thereof lacking in another brother, amen, or child, amen, that did not find the favor as he so desired. And so God looks intently at the actions of who you and I are tonight. Am I my brother's keeper? Is Cain's response to God's question. Where is your brother Abel? And he begins to look at Cain after, uh, before that, when he begins to talk to Cain and tries to address some of the infallibles, amen, of his actions. And he begins to tell him, amen, if you do good, wouldn't I not find favor in you? I want you to understand that. If you and I do good in the sight of God, then he finds favor. Amen in our doings. Amen towards him. Amen, and we also know that he gives a warning to Cain that is so relevant. Amen to the uh, warnings to you and I tonight. Amen. If if we lack the understanding of this, that sin is crouching at our door. Amen. It's crouching. It's crouching. Amen. Uh, and in any way you want to term that. Excuse me. Got these sinuses that are starting to kick up. Amen. When traveling. Amen into the desert. <laughs> thank you jesus and so in that amen we see that that that, that god warns cain he says listen he, he, he I, I look at this as crouching amen or like prowling or crawling up to your door or or crouching amen that he's hiding at your door amen and we know that it's not literally the front door but it's really the door of our heart amen sin is, is approaching your heart and his desire or its desire we say is today because of uh, you know, Satan uh, being a form of evil, amen. And so we say this, amen, that it's approaching or it's approaching your heart, uh, and its desire is for you, amen. And so for, for everything that we are, amen, everything that God purposed of us uh, to be here in this earth, and for the uh, mission, amen, that you and I have, will will fulfill, amen, our destiny here on this earth. And so sin's desire is for you. But here's a key word. That I think that we've lost, Amen. Or I truly believe, rather, should I say, Amen? I believe that we lost this and uh, understanding, Amen. That we must rule over it. So many times, when when I've dealt with, Amen, those who, who deal with the uh, 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 addiction, Amen. We've we've multiple uh, multiple years, Amen, have had a discipleship campus, Amen, where people were entering leadership, and and, and uh, we had a. A small number of, uh, uh, of, of individuals, amen, living within our household, amen, as I would uh, uh, have them break bread with us. They would see me operate as a family, as a husband, uh, as a special needs father, amen, uh, and as a parent, and as a pastor, amen, and how the leadership at the home uh, bleeds out into the leadership of your ministry. Let me say that again. that the leadership of your home, which is biblical, how can you expect to rule the kingdom of God? unless you first rule the kingdom of your own household. And I think this is the downfall of many men. There's a side note, amen. Uh, uh, This is a podcast that I'm working on right now, uh, dealing in our uh, T2T, amen, uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, amen, uh, in the area of leadership. Many times we do not get our home in order, in order for God to get us in order to rule his kingdom. In other words, to be a leader within his kingdom. So our marriages are in shamble. Our relationships with another human human being, meaning our wife or our husband, is in disorder or a, a disarray. That with humanity of our offspring, amen. Is our children, amen. There's no leadership. There's no exampleship, or 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 it's flawed, or it's not fully mended or healed. I think one of the worst detriment of self destruction in leadership is when uh, parents, amen, get into leadership. And they, don't not, they have not allowed, amen, the, the adequate uh, uh, foundation of healing within their family. doesn't mean it's got to be perfect, because it doesn't. It doesn't mean that they have to be fully healed of maybe the lifestyle that we've lived before, but at least they have a foundation and a communication to that foundation. And so I see a lot of many men amen, who have broken relationships with their children and, and have not sought out a, at least a minimal foundation where they've resolved, amen. And built enough trust where at least that child, uh, uh, whether they're underage or of, of age, and you maybe even having their own family uh, at this time, but they have at least a foundation to say, listen, I got a problem with you, and I can talk to you about that. And so they get into ministry without first working on their own household, and, and the Lord says, amen, how do we expect that? Amen. So when we get to this portion of scripture, it is this place, amen, where you and I must rule over it. So I've had these men in my home. And then we had a recovery home where the guys were just coming straight off the streets and, and they were kicking, uh, uh, they were coming down or whatever way you want to call it, amen. And as they were working on their addiction and coming down to some so, uh, sobriety and uh, working to become sober, amen, it was in that. It was in that that many times we've lost this, or I believe we lost this, is when we tell them, you must rule over your desires. And it's not a mindset, amen, it's a discipline. Go back, amen, to January. Go back to our YouTube page. Go back to our our podcast, amen, and go back and start looking and listening, amen, at our sermons, amen, the very first, amen, perspective. We have to have the right perspective for the beginning of a year in order to successfully succeed in that year. And also we went into having Christian discipline. Ruling over it is a mindset of discipline. We must subdue, we must rule over it. This is a word that God used, amen, in the beginning when he began to give all the order to Adam. He said, subdue it, have dominion and authority and rule over it, rule over it. And that's why we say, amen, you must tell these things in your mind, get out in Jesus' name. Well, we have the second covenant today as Jesus Christ, amen, as our Lord and Savior. So we can say, I plead the blood, I command you to get out. You must rule over it. And this is what Jesus begins to tell, amen, or God begins to tell Cain, amen, uh, 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 sin is crouching at your door. And its desire is for you. And in that, amen, you must rule over it. If we can think about, amen, the struggles that you and I may have today in our walk with God is that we must rule over the encroachment of sin that is desiring to take all of us and any of us out of the kingdom of God's glory. Can I get an amen? So after the Lord had expelled, amen, Adam and Eve from uh, the Garden of Eden for their disobedience, we see that, amen, already becoming the first nature uh, of their offspring. It's a human Nature. It wasn't uh, just because Adam and Eve were disobedient that they showed an exampleship to their, their children. Many of us can raise our children in the best way, in the most perfect way. But I can tell you this much right now. That even with the greatest exampleships and even with the, the utmost, amen, righteous uh, 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 testimony, amen, amongst our, our, our wives and our husbands and our children and our family, we have what we call this human nature. And it's human nature, amen, is is where the sinfulness of humanity lays, lies, and lives. Come on, somebody. Cain killed his brother Abel out of jealousy. That God had found Abel's sacrifice acceptable, but he had rejected Cain's after the murder. The Lord, knowing full well what had happened, he asks Cain, where's your brother? And Cain's response is, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And I want you to understand this, amen? We're not going to talk about why God accepted Abel's and why God did not accept Cain's. And so because that's another sermon, amen? What we're talking about is that God knew where the state or the situation or the outcome of Abel was, but he still asked Cain. Because he wanted Cain to respond, amen, And so that you and I could have this lesson today, we learn from his response. I do not know, am I my brother's keeper? See, there was a grain of truth in this brazen lie out of Cain's mouth. Despite surely, uh, surely the response of Cain uh, offers to God who created him. While with no other absolute keeper of others in our lives, amen, we do not have uh, any control or any responsibility for everyone's uh, safety when we're not present. I want you to say that. I have no responsibility for someone's actions or someone's safety When I'm not present with them. We know that. And that's not what uh, 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 God was dealing with. In referring to this with Cain. See, every man is his brother's keeper. In that we are not to commit violent acts. Violent acts against them. Or allow others to do so. And we must work to prevent it. We must not be those. Uh, of our brothers amen and our sisters amen who perform or commit violent acts against them and we are to help prevent anyone else uh, causing those uh, violent acts against them and this is what we're going to talk about amen because this is what the lord is dealing with we know that cain was jealous we know that he did not like the fact that the the, the, the lord god almighty amen uh, desired abel's uh, sacrifice Uh, and desired amen uh uh, canes and so we saw this jealousy uh, of of our own actions i want you to understand this it is safe to say and i want to talk about this amen because we're talking about love amen we're just ending that amen valentine's is over but it's still uh, the month of love amen so i want you to understand this amen love goes on all the all the time when you bless your wife You bless your fiance. You bless your husband. Amen. You bless your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Amen. Uh, You can do it all year long. Can I get an amen? You don't have to wait till next February to buy your special loved one or your special somebody. Amen. Flowers and roses and chocolates and candy. Amen. Once a month. Amen. I would go out. Amen. And buy those special candies uh, 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 that my wife loved. Amen. Sometimes they were hard to find. So it would take me about a month to, to find them and locate them. But I'll tell you this, every time I stumbled onto them, I would buy them. She said, wow, this is, you bought me this uh, uh, already a couple of weeks ago. Well, I stumbled on them and right away, every time I do, I'm going to get them. No different than buying flowers for my wife. If there was a time and if, if it meant every other day or every even other day, there was times where three days in a row, I would get my wife uh, flowers. Amen. If I was working in a certain area and there was a lady or a gentleman selling flowers, I would grab those flowers and bring them home. Now, granted, I could have did that every day because I passed them. But it was always the time of the day. Come on, somebody. If it was the first part of the morning and I saw flowers, no, I didn't get my white flowers. Why? Because it was the first part of the day. But if it was as I was coming home, then I would get them. Or if it was at a certain time of the day where I knew that my one more uh, stop that I had or one more task for work that I had and then I would venture home, then I would get them. So you have to have this balance, amen, where you do it out of love and not out of mechanics. Come on, somebody. And, And I'll just show you that. What I just said. out of love. And not out of mechanics. That's what happened with Cain and Abel. Like I said, I'm not going to go into it. But one did it out of sacrifice, amen, of giving his best, amen, and he did it out of love because he understood what he had was because of the one who he was sacrificing this offering to. He was the one. God was the one, the source of why he was so blessed. And the other one did it out of mechanics. He just grabbed whatever he had, put it in the basket, and said, "Here, here you go. Here's my offering." And so that's a lesson for you and I, amen. When we give that offering, if we give uh, to our church, if we give to our ministry, amen, if we bless our children and do all that, if we do it out of mechanics, amen, it's not ever felt They'll say, amen, that's what children will say. They're trying to buy my love. But what you do, when you do it out of love, you feel the difference. Come on, somebody. So I never wanted my wife, amen, to have these things out of mechanics so I can mark it off. Okay, I did that today. Okay, reminder, bless my wife, reminder, bless my wife. Now, if you have to have reminders, that does not necessarily mean a bad thing. But if you do it just so that you can say, I've done it, and you don't mean to do it or love to do it. I love to do it. That's what I'm saying. At certain parts of my day, like, I want to bless my wife. I love to do it. Come on, somebody. We are to not commit violent acts against our, our brothers or allow others to do it. And we must prevent it. This is what it meant, amen, when, when Cain responded and said, am I my brother's keeper? The sword of keeping is something God rightfully demands of everyone on the grounds of both justice and of love. There goes that word love. Out of the name of justice and love. When we deal with this, amen, we can come to this place where we understand that when I love my brethren, I will not allow anyone to commit violent acts against them. Now, we're not talking about life and death alone. But we're talking also about an action that many times happens around us. When we hear things and people say things, we are to do so if we can prevent it. The sort of keeping is that demand out of, uh, to protect out of the grounds of both justice and love. But Cain's reply indicates the total lack of any kind of feeling towards his brother. The lack of any type of love for another human being. Come on, somebody. Not to mention, in the absence of his brotherly love for his brother, to know where his brothers at. I don't communicate a lot with my family, man, and maybe times, uh, maybe friends and. and and colleagues and so forth and so on. But I do my best, amen, to know where they're at. And sometimes I fondled myself onto these places where I'm like, oh my God, I did not know what what, what, what that was going on with your life. But the moment I do, amen, I reach out and I tell them, amen, I love you, amen. And I don't say it out of mechanics. I say it out of brotherly love because I'm broken. The other day I found out, I discovered something that I didn't know for for a long time, amen. So I, I reached out and I said, hey man, I did not know, I'm sorry, I was not aware, but here's my love now. Use me, abuse me. Come on, somebody. I'm here to serve. I'm your brother. I got your six. And many times, amen, when I say that to a lot of people, I say, I got your six, amen. Doesn't mean, amen, anything other than I got your back in prayer. And I don't just mean simple prayer and devotional prayer over a little simple cup of coffee. No, what I mean in intercession. And I'm going to come before the throne of God, and I'm going to pour out my heart, I'm going to pour out my soul in intercession for what you're going through. Yes, I'm going to bombard heaven, as we used to say in the old school, amen, in the old days, amen. I'm going to bombard heaven on your behalf. God heal, God set free, God deliver, God break through. Can you say amen? I'm not talking about a devotional prayer where we just flip a page and we declare that prayer. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But some of us are deeper and downer, more downer than that. Come on, somebody. Some of us, amen, are hardcore. Come on. That's why I love my my hat, amen. Uh, A hardcore Jesus freak. Not just a Jesus freak, but a hardcore one. Come on. I always say this all the time. I'm like that, that when I would talk about my faith. I'm like that punk rock faith, amen. With spike hair and mohawk, like my brother Bob Orkis, amen. Come on, somebody miss that brother, amen. Who's there rejoicing in heaven with my wife Claudia, amen? Chains, uh, ripped jeans, amen. Combat boots. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, amen. My faith and my prayer life is like that. That 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 that, that platted out, that tatted out, amen. Uh, homie or or, or 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 Vato loco, amen, or hardcore, Amen, villain amen. has got tattoos all over his face. It's all blacked out placassos everywhere. That's what my prayer life is like, amen. even though I do not even have one tattoo on my body but in the spiritual realm if you were to pull out that that carnal realm amen you'd see this whatever you image as a warrior amen with with armor and spikes and spears and gavelins and like thor with the big hammer come on somebody that's who i am some of us are more hardcore so i bombard heaven amen because cain was absent when he did not know when he said i do not know Am I my brother's keeper? He was even absent at the mere, the minimum of love, of brotherly love. Come on. And the overriding presence of the kind of selfishness which kills uh, affection and gives rise to hatred. His response, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Amen. Is the total absence of affection. And gives rise to the overwhelming presence of selfishness that gives rise to hatred. And so this is Cain's response to God. Am I my brother's keeper? So you and I as Christians are to be keepers of other Christians, yes. Yes. This is what God is dealing with, and this is what this, this podcast is about, this sermon's about, amen? We do something different on Wednesdays, amen? We, we don't do a Bible study because we do that on Fridays, amen? But, but, but this is a more of a podcast understanding, so you can listen and watch this, and hopefully it gives us and derives us, amen, to a, a deeper foundation in our walk with God, amen. Yes, as Christians, are we to be the keepers of other Christians? So when God comes to you and says, where's your brother at? And he says, hey, man, where's your brother in faith at? Where's your sister in faith at, amen? Where's the man of God at? Where's the woman of God at? Where's your shepherd? Where's your, your leader? Where, so forth and so on. And as a shepherd, where is your flock? Are we to be keepers of other Christians? Yes, in two ways. I'm gonna give you these two points in two ways. For our wives, are you your wife's keeper? Yes, I am. I know where my wife's at. Are you the keeper of your husband? Yes, I know where my husband's up, and I know what he's up to. Come on, somebody. Many times we don't know what they're up to. And I'm not talking about jealousy, amen, because I want you to understand this. When you deal with this jealousy, amen, when we see in, in Cain with Abel, amen, it's not because of what. Abel is doing it's because of what Cain is not doing, amen. And I grew up, amen, in a, in a family lineage of jealousy and so forth and so on. I want you to understand this, amen, because jealousy rises from what you're not doing. And many times we use the excuses that I wasn't taught, or I was never, I never knew this, or I never learned this, amen. And, and nobody ever showed me this, and those may be truths. And those may be realities, but it's not an excuse. Let me say that again. Those may be truths, and those may be realities, and that may be fact, amen, and that may be evidently proven, but it's not an excuse to not be. One who loves, one who has brotherly love, one who has compassion for one another. And I want you to understand this. Many times, amen, when when boyfriends are jealous of girlfriends, or girlfriends are jealous of boyfriends, or husbands are jealous of wives, and wives jealous of, of of their husbands, it's because they're lacking somewhere in their walk with each other, not with God. Their God so much because we know it automatically. It's with God, Amen. We, you. That's why the Ten Commandments broken up into two tablets. We've got time to go into that, but one is dealing with the relationship with God, and the other tablet is dealing with the relation with relationship with humanity. That's why uh, Moses had two tablets. One was a tablet that dealt with you, God and I, and then the other tablet dealt with me and you. You can't have me and you if you don't have God and I. Come on, somebody. And so that's why the first four deal with me and God. Commandment number one through commandment number four is God and I. And therefore, the first commandment in the second tablet, commandment number five, dealing with a a, a blessing for my action, honor my mother and my father, and then my days on this earth shall be prolonged. It now is my relationship with me and you and so forth and so on. Amen. And so I want you to understand this. Amen. We are jealous because we have no clue what's going on with our loved ones. And also we know what's going on with us. We don't know what's going on with them and we know what's going on with us. Amen. That's why that old saying is the the person that accuses someone of cheating is probably the one that's cheating. Come on. Because Abel knew that he was ripping off God because he was trying to do mechanics, come on somebody, and not doing it out of love. And then when he realized that Abel did it out of love and and, and passion, amen, of his offering to God for thankfulness of what God has done. Come on somebody. See, that's why uh, I tell people in the church, I tell you, church, amen, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. What do I mean by that, amen? Don't mind me. I'm just on fire for God. Don't mind me. I'm just excited. And if I start to cry at this pulpit, do not mind me, amen, I'm just broken before his presence. You may not feel God here, but I do. Come on, somebody. And so I tell you this, amen, because when, 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 when you love, you notice in other people, and sometimes that love, amen, just irritates you. We see people, amen, they're so committed to God, amen, they're so committed to their Savior, amen, that they, they, they want to give God everything. And anything that they have, they'll give their life. They'll give their treasures. They'll give their, that treasures meaning finances. And they'll give, amen, their time, amen, where they're always doing something for the Lord. And when people get jealous of that, they know because they cannot, they will not, and they have not uh, uh, given that love or that treasure or that time to their Savior. And so they get mad at you. They get angry with you. And relationships as i counsel many couples amen it is many times in those situations many wives will ask me but didn't sister god? no she did not because she was giving all the same if not more and we an un you know un how do you say unfounded or unbridled competition many times is that we would- who can love god more come on I love you. You love me. We're husband and wife. But which one of us can love and give God more? Come on. And I share that testimony because at one time we were given an offering as a challenge in our mother church. Amen. Before we came out. Amen. To pastor. And there was a a need in the church. Amen. We were buying some property as a church. And my wife looked at me and I looked at her and I said, well, you let God tell you. And she goes, well, then you let God. And we both wrote down on a piece of paper. You can testify. You can justify. You can you can back this up by calling my pastor, Pastor Raymond Figueroa. Praise Chapel Bowen Park. That's my mother church. That's my pastor. Amen. You can call him up and ask him. Amen. I sat down. I wrote $3,500. My wife sat down, wrote $3,500. We showed it to each other. Amen. Or am I, yeah, $3,500. And then we looked at each other. Amen. And she goes, okay, wow, we both had the same amount. I said, okay, we're going to give $3,500. No, oh, you give 35 I'm giving thirty-five. dollars so together as a ha- as a as a family as a husband and wife amen we gave about $7000 to this pledge we were always not competing. On, like I said, it's unofficial, but we were always uh, there knowing that you must love God, honey. Uh, she would tell me, husband, you must love God out of your own heart. And, and and I would say the same, wife, you must love God out of your own heart. And together we bring that together as a gift before God. But give as you desire to give, and I will give as I so desire to give. Why is that? Because in 2 Corinthians, uh, uh, or actually you go to, 1 Corinthians, uh, First Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 20, amen, from what we talked about on Sunday, we were in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12, uh, uh, verse uh, 20, the Bible says, but now indeed, there are many members, yet one body, there are many members, yet one body. When God deals with Cain in this area, of uh, 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 my brothers, my brother's keeper. We are many members, but we're one body. We are many individuals in this world and in this on this earth, but we are all connected to one body, and that's the body of God through Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Do Christians uh, uh, have and must have brotherly love? Are you your keeper? Are you your brother's keeper? Are you keeper of fellow Christians? Yes. Why? Because we are yet many members but of one body come on somebody and so that's in first sec- uh, corinthians first corinthians chapter 12 verse 20 because we are to not allow anyone to uh, co- uh, commit acts of violence against each other or against one another this includes violence of the tongue Not just physical violence, but verbal, spiritual violence. Come on, somebody. This includes violence of the tongue. When we saw this with Cain and Abel, amen, we saw his jealousy. Let me just get real back to that. See, when we see jealousy, it's because when I see a husband jealous of his wife, it's because he is loving on the wrong things, probably at work, and expecting his wife to be loving on the wrong things at home or at her work. Come on, somebody. And also, they know that they're not giving everything. That's why Cain was angry at his brother. He did not give everything to God. He gave uh, his basket of his his vegetables and his fruits, all that of the ground. But he did not give God his heart. Many husbands that are uh, jealous, and this can become violent, physical violence, amen? Like uh, domestic violence, uh, uh, home abuse, and so forth and so on. And I want you to understand this because that husband is not giving everything to that woman. Well, he can say he is, but he's not. Because if he is, then jealousy does not reside. As we said on Sunday, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is not jealous. Love is not envy. It's not uh, contentious. Come on, somebody. So we know, amen. If you love, that's why I love you. That's why I'm jealous, because I love you. No, jealous is an act of sin, crouching at your door, desiring all of you, and you're not ruling over. Can I get an amen tonight? See, because one other act, amen, of violence is the violence of tongue in the form of gossip and quarreling and jealousy. There it goes again. Of jealousy, outbursts of anger, factions, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. Yes, even disorder is a lack of brotherly love. Come on, somebody. Is a lack of, dis- of, 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 of disorder and arrogance. Going back. To our portion of scripture in First Corinthians, uh, chapter First uh, uh, Corinthians, chapter twelve, verses twenty. We're going to jump back a little bit more. Okay, so I want you to read this with me, so you understand this. Verse eighteen. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as He pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Verse twenty one, and the eye cannot say to the hand, "I have not, I have no need of you." Nor gain uh, again the head to the feet, uh, "I have no need of you." Verse twenty two, but no much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Weaker are necessary. No much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Many times I found myself, and I want you to understand this, I found myself in circles, and many people ask me, why don't I just rub shoulders with the, the hierarchy, amen, of of, of of Christian denomination, or the hierarchy of Christian politics, or church leadership in many ways, because I find myself in many ways, amen, I I I, I, tell, I, I tell you this, amen, I've, I've come across dear brothers in the faith, amen, who have been slandered, Dear brothers in the faith, amen, who have been ostracized, amen. Why? Because they have been deemed or seemed unnecessarily because of their weaker or their or their less, amen. Small churches, amen. Pastors of small congregations be belittled, amen, by those who think they're successful in bigger churches, amen, and more prominently successful churches. And the reason why I don't follow is fellowship with a lot of people, and they know this. That's why they, that's why I'm still part of a fellowship. That's why I'm still part of a bigger body because they know they have nothing to come against me on this because of this one thing. I am my fellow brother's keeper. And many times, amen, I, I have brothers in the Lord, amen. Who have stood up for themselves, amen, and have decided, amen, to dislocate themselves against the bigger body. So I uh, thank God, amen, in a ministry passion of desire that I have, amen, uh, to serve God in a capacity to love those that are loveless. Come on. Who are mocked, amen, who are belittled. And yes, they will preach in my church. Yes, they will be a part of the body, even if it's just through me. And why do I say that? Because I am my brother's keeper. I am my fellow Christian's keeper. And this may come from a, a, a foundation as being a kid. Many of us, as I said on Sunday, amen, many of us live out adult life by the, by the, the hurt and, and the abuse and the brokenness of children. Amen. We live out our adult life from those experiences. And maybe it's from my a childhood uh, upbringing in the faith, amen, where I saw my grandfather, a true foundational man of God, amen, be backstabbed, uh, be uh, slandered, amen, be ripped off by those who he loved and brought into his own fold, amen, under the authority of God, his own sheepfold uh, into his own house, amen. And I would say, I'm going to sell you this, amen. You can, you can uh, verify this, amen, uh, through the Assemblies of God uh, Bible Institute right here out of uh, Valinda-La Puente area. The Assemblies of God uh, Bible Institute still resides there, amen. This is where all the pastors of the Assemblies of God in the Latin communities of the Spanish-speaking divisions of Assemblies of God go to their ministry for leadership. My grandfather taught out of that. And Nikki Cruz out of New York, amen, the cross and the switchblade author, amen, one day showed up on my grandfather's uh, 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 doorsteps on, on the porch, right there, 1262 East 4th Street, where uh, my wife and I decided to reside to help rebuild and maintain uh, that to, uh, in preservation of my grandparents and the authority that my grandmother gave to me, amen, as uh, the, the, the mantle being passed on, amen, to one of the grandchildren, amen, to the ministry of my grandfather, Right there on that front porch where I grew up playing tag, where I grew up, amen, eating uh, 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 big sticks and, and popsicle sticks. We were so poor, we, you know, the two popsicles that got the two, amen, you know, they come with the two sticks. Remember those, amen? They used to come in lemon, lime, watermelon, cherry, you know what I'm saying, pineapple, and had the two sticks. And we would break them in half, and one kid got one stick, and the other kid got the other stick. Come on, somebody. Right there on that porch, amen, I, I I, hear the testimony and the stories, amen, of when Nikki Cruz came from New York, amen, uh, running from his old violent past and seeking out God, and my grandfather would take him into his room, right there in that living room, amen, men of God, amen, powerful men today that have gone on to do great things for the kingdom of God, and I've seen my grandfather, amen, walked on, backstabbed, blindsided by those who call themselves... Ministers of the faith. So maybe from my childhood, Amen. I grow up today as an adult in the ministry, seeking out to love those who are loved less, Amen. And so many times in those circles, Amen. I find myself. That's not true. That's not a lie. One of my dearest friends, when I was traveling up to Vegas, Amen. When my stepfather was uh, in ICU there, Amen. Came across one of my dear friends was was being slandered, Amen. Was being uh, 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 lied against, gossiped against, Amen. And I had to find, to understand uh, the truth, amen, because I just could not accept it. Just could not accept it. And today, amen, that brother is uh, back in the uh, spiritual uh, headship of leadership, amen, The the pulpit and ministry. And today, amen, all those things that were said, amen, were wrong. Just like Cain and Abel, they were wrong. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, we are. The Bible goes on to teach us, amen, and we see this, amen, even, anger, factions, slander, gossip, and arrogance and disorder. Second, the second point, or the second in two ways, amen, are we supposed to be Christians, keepers of other Christians? Yes, the second one is we are to exhibit brotherly love towards our brothers and sisters in Christ with a tender heart and a humble mind, a tender heart, and a humble mind. And this way we keep those for whom Christ gave his life. We preserve those. And so when I say this as a child, I grew up, amen, and that's why I stand in many circles and I just shake my head. Whenever somebody doesn't like or thinks that they're weaker, they begin to bag on them. And I get just so spiritually fed up with it that I just cannot associate myself in many circles because I am the one, come on somebody, that's going to tell you, stop talking about my brother. Have you been to their church? They're doing the work of God. You're not God. You're not God. Whether you act like you are and think you can open them or shut them down or start them or quit them, amen, you're not God. And so just like in Cain, the jealousy is many times you are jealous, amen, of those who really do the work of the ministry, the Jesus ministry of Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 25, amen, and Matthew chapter 28, amen. They're doing the very things. When did you do this to the least of them? You did it to me. They're doing the actual work of God. And you're jealous and hating on them because you are not. Many times the Holy Spirit will not allow me to say something because he reveals to me they're jealous. They're jealous because they do all these great things. That's why when we opened up in this love series, amen. Where's your love at? Was part number three? Who do you love? Part number two that didn't go on, on, on live, amen, or get posted because of the audio. Maybe I'll just have to redo that podcast. And then first one. The first one, it's about love. In Revelation chapter 3, we saw beloved John even look at the area of the love of the church. You can do all these spiritual things, but you have lost your first love. Many ministers, where I find myself when they're gossiping against other ministers, amen, they're just jealous because the one thing that they can't attack is the very heart of God that that minister or that person or that fellow Christian brother is not doing, and that's what they're picking on. Oh, they're dead. Oh, that that church is dead, amen. Or oh, that church is not growing. It's the same size. Yeah, but are they the same people? Are they the same people? I always share the testimony, and every year we have about, uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't done it yet for 2021, and 2022 is kind of sporadic because we're all online and church locally, but I still have some numbers. But the but, but reality in 2020, 18, uh, uh, going into 2019, when my wife passed away was probably the last time I was able to do it in depthly. But every year we had about 80 to 90 people come through our doors that were first time and then uh, no more time again afterwards in the next year. And so if you can understand this next year, we'd have another 80 people. And so when people ask me how many people you have in your church, I'll say hundreds Hundreds. Why? Because they're not. The, to, this year we have, uh, you know, 80 people, but they're not. Yeah. Last year's 80 people. And next year we'll have another 80 people, but they won't be this year's 80 people. And so I, I don't care about what man says. All I know is that God has kept us going and, and he knows where our heart is. And that is to do his ministry. His ministry. And so when we think about this in the act of violence, amen, yes, it may be my childhood when I was bringing in the church, being raised in the church and seeing all the ugly of the church. But also, amen, it's my military uh, uh, commitment, amen, to stand up to defend those who are unable to defend themselves, amen. You're not there. They're gossiping about you, so you're unable to defend yourself. And I'm not going to go and tell you what they're saying because I'm just duplicating what they're saying. So I stand up whether in boycott, whether in in, in spoken word, or whether in disagreement of what is going on. Can you say amen? Second, amen, we are to exhibit the brotherly love towards our brothers and sisters in Christ with a tender heart and a humble mind to keep those who Jesus Christ gave his life for. Join with me, to first Peter chapter three, verse eight, and we're getting ready to close here. First Peter Oh, there it is. First Peter, chapter three, verse eight. First Peter. Chapter three, verse eight. I'm gonna read it out of the amplified portion of the Bible. Amen. First Peter chapter three, verse eight. Finally, all of you be like minded, united in spirit, sympathetic, brotherly kind-hearted, contagious, and compassionate towards each other as members of one household, and humble in spirit. Humble in spirit. Verse 9, and never return evil for evil or insult for insult. Avoid scolding, berating, and any kind of abuse. But on the contrary, give a blessing, pray for one another's well-being, contentment, and protection. For you have been called for this very purpose, that you might inherit a blessing from God that brings well-being, happiness, and protection. For, in verse 10, the one who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good whatever apparent or not, must keep his tongue free from evil and his lips from speaking gall, treachery and deceit. Verse 11, he must train away from wickedness and do what is right. He must search for peace with God and with self and with others and pursue it eagerly, effectively, not merely desiring it. Come on, somebody effectively and not just merely desiring it. Verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are looking favorably upon the righteous, the upright, and his ears are attentive to the prayers to their prayers, eager to answer. But the face of the Lord is against those who practice evil. Verse 13. Now who is there to hurt you if you become a, a, a enthusiastic For what is good, but even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, though it is not certain that you will, you are still blessed, happy to be admired and favored by God. Do not be afraid of their intimidating threats, nor the trouble or nor be troubled or disturbed by their opposition. Verse 15. But in your heart set Christ apart as holy and acknowledging him, giving him first place in your lives. As Lord, always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and confident assurance elicited by faith that is within you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect. And see to it, in verse 16, that your conscience is entirely clear, so that every time you are slandered or falsely accused, those who attack or disparage your goodness or good behavior in Christ will be shamed by their own words. Verse 17, for it is better that you suffer unjustly for doing what is right If that should be God's will, then to suffer justly for doing wrong. For indeed, in verse 18, Christ died for sins once and for all. Once for all. The just and the righteous for the unjust and the unrighteous. The innocent for the guilty. So that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit alive in the spirit one of the golden chapters in the bible is that of first corinthians chapter 13 we talked about that on sunday and is the magnificent portion of the scriptures as we are reminded that love is even greater than faith and hope prophecy tongues and all these other gifts that we have been given by God. Chapter 13 comes to the heels of Paul's explanation of how the body of Christ, the church, is like the human body and is made up of many members, all of whom are important to the function and well being of the body of Jesus Christ. We are com- uh, continually encouraged throughout the entirety of the New Testament to love one another. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 11. Look it up. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Look it up. 1 Thessalonians of chapter 4, verse 9. Let me just read those real quick for you. How about I do that? Let brotherly love continue. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Look it up. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And 1 Thessalonians 4, 9 Look it up. Amen. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. Sometimes love must correct. Yes. And That's what I was saying. Sometimes love must correct. Whether you're absent, whether you're separated for a moment in time, because you're not supposed to, you know, just cause all these contentions. That's why the Holy Spirit tells me shut up, Ray, be quiet. Don't say nothing. As I said earlier, many times I don't say, it, and I definitely don't go to other people. I'm not going to report, uh, repeat the bad habit or the bad behavior. Come on, somebody. Sometimes love must correct, and it must admonish, admonish, uh, admonish, amen, and reprove. Sometimes Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, chapter three, verse thirteen says, "As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good." Verse fourteen: If anyone does not obey. What we, what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Verse 15, do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Come on, somebody. I'm going to leave that. At, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for a podcast uh, just on that one section. But many times there's, there's different things that I've been forced to do. And uh, forced to do, even to the point of where, uh, 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 when it came to laying to rest the 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 name or the uh, the the earthly livelihood of my own bride, Claudia, Amen. There are certain things that that we're forced to do, Amen, so that we can, Amen, uh, 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 love and hopes to correct. And sometimes we must admonish. And reprove, and hopefully they might just get it. As as Thessalonians says, Amen, that in your actions, that they, they have nothing to do with them. In other words, separate yourself for a time being, as I just recently said. But they will be ashamed when it's known that there's a separation. Not glorified when they try to brag that there's a separation, no, but they may become ashamed that something's wrong that they might just get it right before God comes. Come on, somebody. And I know that there's sometimes God calls us to uh, uh, very difficult places in our lives, amen? And, and as long as you do it for the glory of God and for his honor with a humble in spirit, being humble in spirit, it's all about seeing a brother make it into the kingdom of God along with yourself, amen? Sometimes we must admonish and reprove, Matthew 18:15. If your brother sins against you, go tell him his fault between you and him alone if he listens to you you have gained your brother that's why a lot of times there don't have to be no gossip amen there have been times amen that i've been able to come one to one and there have been other times that they did not listen so i bring a couple other brothers there's testimony of that I, I, you call me up i could tell you what did you yes i even got there were times where i even gathered three brothers uh, brought them together and said hey listen we got to deal with this and still at times those can become deaf ears. And then there's times where the Bible says amen when they do not hear and they do not understand then take it before the church. Many members, one body. And I know that those that have come together many times to try to address the the, the misrepresentation of us as as a body of Christ, amen. They could listen to my sermons and they could testify to this one thing. At times when I share my podcast, they could say, we went, in silent, we went in a group, and now it's being spoke to the body. And I say that in humble in spirit, not in bragging and boasting. Because it's all about the end. Cain was asked by God, where is your brother Abel? We know that he had messed up. God found favor in Abel and did not find favor in Cain. And at the end, it was right here. There was no salvation. We didn't have salvation until Jesus Christ in the new covenant, in the new Testament, when Jesus Christ gives his life on the cross for you and I to get saved. Cain didn't have salvation. He only had his confession and this was his end. How do we know that? Because it was the, the end of Cain at that moment. God asked him, where's your brother Cain? I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? It's about the end, brothers and sisters. Yes. Are we supposed to be uh, a brother uh, Christian uh, keepers of fellow Christians? Yes. One, as I said earlier, one, that we do not commit acts of violence against one another. And we do not allow and do our best part of preventing those acts of violence towards another brother. And as I said, maybe it's my military days that that I, I swore an oath to upheld. And defend the Constitution of the United States, no different as a a minister of the faith that I swore to God that I would uphold and defend the the scriptures of the word of God against my fellow brethren, both domestic and international, both to those who can and cannot defend for themselves. And maybe as a childhood, uh, in my childhood, amen, and and number two, amen, that we have brotherly love towards our brothers and sisters and tender of heart, with tender of heart and, 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 and humility of mind. In a humble of spirit, amen, that we may keep those, amen. Yes, stand up and defend one another. Am I I my Christian brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Are you? That's the question today. The answer should be, and hopefully, Lord willing, one day will be, yes, I am. Are we our brother's keeper to our family? Yes, I am. My question is to you, one day and hopefully even right now, you could say, yes, I am. Because out of Matthew 18 verse 15, amen, he says you have gained your brother. However, correction is always, always to be done in the spirit of love and the goal of reconciliation. The goal of reconciliation. I always say many times, come by and have a cup of coffee. Sometimes, amen, it's an opportunity to bring some of the greatest reconciliation, amen, when you can break bread and break coffee with one another. Can I get an amen? Paul, the apostle wrote to the church of Thessalonica, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very high in love for their work's sake. Like I said, you can call my pastor and referencing and validating a lot of things. Amen. But as I said about the offering that my wife and I give. Amen. Admonish him. That's my pastor. He, he's the witness of my wife saying one amount and me saying equally the amount. And then together it was a total amount. Come on, somebody. Call him up. He'll testify of the giving spirit and heart that my wife and I, as disciples under the ministry there, would give to the church. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly. Comfort the faint hearted. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourself and for all. That comes out of First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through verses 15. So tonight, amen, as, so as Christians, amen, uh, we are able and we are called to be our brother's keeper. As Paul wrote, amen, in Romans 14, 19. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify. In other words, build up another. Build up, edify, build up one another. Tonight, amen, remember that we are our brother's keeper, and to know that God has given us that foundation. Yes, you may have to separate yourself. It Yes, you may. You may have to reprove, and you may have to uh, 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 correct. I was going to say the word rebuke, but sometimes rebuke shuts people down. But rebuke is just in the Hebrew means correction. I rebuke you, Satan. I correct you, Satan. You're not God. God is. And so rebuke is not a bad word. It's actually a word of love. Because it deals with correction. And sometimes you may have to admonish and reprove. But always do it in the spirit of love with the goal of reconciliation. And I tell you this, amen, because whoever may be listening to this message tonight... You know, you don't don't make the mistake. See, I heard that sermon. You see, you see what he said. No, because I want you to know this. Amen. I know by the views that we get on our YouTube page and the views we get of listeners on our Spotify podcast or even on our social media platforms. I know that it's more than our church that are listening to what God is doing in our ministry. And here as a home in our church. Praise Chapel Covina, our work in Pomona. Amen. Praise Chapel Pomona with my grandfather's ministry and so forth and so on. I see the views. It'll sound me seen by 180 people. Uh, we have one post, amen. It's Our biggest post has been seen by 780 people, 780 people. Some of those could be repeats. In other words, somebody watched it multiple times, but 780 views and why i say that right now is so for this reason even in the messages that god allows me and anoints me to minister and teach in our congregation they're all done in the spirit of love with only one goal the goal of reconciliation and it may not be with me but lord willing god i live for this one moment that it may be reconciliation with God, that whatever our mistakes may have been, whatever we may have done to offend, that we can be reconciled in a spirit of reconciliation with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that he'll say to all of us, enter in well, good and done, faithful servant as a brother and as a sister as a husband, as a wife, as a child of God, for being your brother's keeper. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you tonight.